Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair and I am really excited to present uh, my next guest to you. I have had a whale of a 2023 in terms of just fantastic people uh, agreeing to come on the podcast. I've had all kinds of positive feedback uh, from uh, many of you listening uh, on uh, some of these wonderful uh, uh, experts in the field of natural and holistic health. And uh, we're wrapping up 2023 with a bang with a gentleman who I've been uh, watching uh, from afar. This is the first time I've got to uh, introduce myself to him. Uh, and I, it, everything I've seen uh, in terms of his education that he's laying out there aligns very well with how I believe and, and what I think is optimal for achieving your ultimate vitality, which of course is why I bring you Vitality Radio. So uh, before we get started, I will remind you to give us a call if you have any questions about anything you hear. You can call us at 801-292-6662. You can also jump over to vitalitynutrition.com and uh, check out what we've got there as well as open up a chat if you'd like to talk to somebody there. But without further ado, I'll introduce my guest, Dr. Stephen Cabral. He's a board-certified doctor of naturopathy and founder of the Cabral Wellness Institute and also StephenCabral.com. At 17 years old, Stephen Cabral was diagnosed with a life-altering illness and given no hope for recovery. Every day he suffered endlessly for many years. It was only after he traveled all over the world and discovered how to combine ancient Ayurvedic healing practices with state-of-the-art naturopathic and functional medicine that he underst- uh, did he understand how to fully rebalance the body and re-energize it with life. Today in Dr. Cabral's online and Boston practice where he and his team have completed over 250,000 client appointments, he uses functional medicine, lab testing, and personalized wellness plans to help people rebalance their mind, body, and to recover from autoimmune thyroid fatigue, hormone, weight gain, digestive, childhood, mood, skin, and dozens of other hard-to-treat conditions. His mission is to help people understand that there is always a reason why you have not achieved your ideal wellness or weight loss goals and that you can and will get well again. Dr. Cabral, welcome to Vitality Radio. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's interesting how many people I interview. I've been doing this show for 16 years now. And uh, how many people I get that are considered now, uh, you know, expert in the field of natural wellness that got there because they themselves were sick and basically had to figure out something for themselves. I love those stories because I think they're really empowering to people who are currently feeling stuck with their health. And and it's, it's good to see someone who has been in the trenches, so to speak, and has been able to fight their way out. So can you elaborate a little bit more on your story uh, from back when you were a six, 17 year old? Yeah, it, it kind of does seem like a cliche that um, you, you've gone through your own struggles and now you've gotten into the field. But the truth is that that to me makes the most empathetic and 
the most patient practitioners because you already have an understanding of, of go, having gone through it yourself before. And you really need that because once someone has gone from conventional medicine to the natural health or integrative health field, they're, they understand that they've already been through like six dozen ever other medical doctors. And if they were going to figure it out, they would have already figured it out. So now you're coming to a natural health practitioner and the natural health practitioner has to say, okay, well, it's not just something's off with your blood work. It could be heavy metals. It could be deficiencies. It could be all these different things. And they need to help weed through that and figure it out. And so it takes a lot of, takes a lot of patience. And I think you only have that when you kind of been through it and you empathize where the person's at. So yeah, I have my own story and, and, um, and it was as debilitated as anybody else's, right? So we always kind of think that we're unique and that no one else has ever gone through it. And I've, I felt that way myself when I was 17, I woke up all the glands, like the, the lymph nodes in my body were swollen and my whole immune system had shut down literally all of the first line defenses. So your secretory IgE uh, and I should say secretory IgA. So basically when you get exposed to a virus, your body should fight that off. You don't usually feel all the symptoms of being sick. Well, if your secretory IgA is a zero, which mine was, you're getting sick all the time. Like your body can't fight these things off. So essentially I spent two years not understanding why my immune system had shut down until, you know, I, cause I had gone to two dozen different, uh, conventional medicine doctors and specialists and really a brilliant people for their own right. Like from the Boston area, but they were trained in one thing, conventional medicine and blood work. So it wasn't until I started to see more natural health practitioners that looked at gut issues, food sensitivities, adrenals, vitamin D, and so much more that I realized, like, oh, there's more to this than just blood work. And so once I started to move down that path, I began to learn more about not just my body, but my mind and my body combined together. And ultimately, I'm, sure, I'm happy to share the details, but ultimately it was a long path that took 10 years, but I met my mentor at 27 years old who pulled everything together, helped me to heal. And that's been the rest of my life. That's been now my passion for the last, I don't know, however long it's been, 20 years or so, trying to help others now. Awesome. I love it. And, you know, you said something I think really, really powerful there that I try to stress on this program, and that is the whole mind and body aspect of all of this and uh, our mindset in, I think, one of the big challenges. Maybe there's two things that I um, find myself repeating over and over again when it comes to that. In America, we do tend to have a tendency, and I think maybe we've even been taught this way, to uh, rely on somebody who knows more about it than we do, uh, you know, to turn over our health to the guy in the white coat. And, and really, regardless of whether that's the naturopathic guy or the more conventional medicine guy, and, and sort of um, step back from trying to figure it out ourselves. And I think that's a big mistake. We've got to find, you know, education for ourselves so that we have more uh, more knowledge, a better knowledge base when we are meeting with these experts and have a better idea of what they're trying to help us with. That's one. And then the other thing is we tend to, in conventional medicine to a large degree in America, I feel like they're often diagnoses come with a, uh, a bit of hopelessness to them. Okay, you have an autoimmune disease. Let's manage the autoimmune disease symptoms as opposed to let's see if we can reverse the disease itself. You have, you know, whatever it is that you're dealing with, uh, we're going to put some things on there for symptom relief, but we're not really looking at root cause and we're not trying to figure out how to get you optimally well, which I think is why so many people eventually end up looking to people like yourself because they don't want to hear 
we don't have any options uh, other than symptom relief. And so the mindset of I can get better, you know, your bio ends with that, I think is incredibly powerful. Yeah, I appreciate that. And that's really what it's about. I mean, I was diagnosed not at 17, but around 19 years old with Addison's disease and auto, which is the inability to produce cortisol. So uh, we think of cortisol as a bad thing, but if you don't have cortisol, trust me, you want it again because mm -hmm. it's what wakes you up in the morning. It's what helps to shut off melatonin. Um, so you're no longer groggy, you're not in a brain fog. I walked around with flu-like symptoms all the time. So my legs always hurt, my joints always hurt. And it's because I didn't, I wasn't producing the anti-inflammatory cortisol. Cortisol is also very powerful anti-inflammatory. You just don't want to produce too much of it. Um, I had rheumatoid arthritis, an autoimmune issue, and that affected my thumbs and then it affected my elbows. And again, this is as a teenager, I had type two diabetes and it wasn't necessarily how a lot of people get it through maybe improper diet or lack of exercise. I did those things, but I couldn't control my glucose because I couldn't control my adrenals. And there's a connection between the two. And I had insomnia, I had debilitating allergies, I had all these different things like POTS and mast cell activation syndrome. And when someone comes into your practice as a practitioner, like me, and you have like 15 to 20 things to fix, you don't fix the 15 to 20 things. You need to actually start to look at, well, what are the handful of underlying root causes that cause all of these things? Because you can't start playing like conventional medicine and giving, you know, vitamin B3 for this and giving this for this. It's that's not how the body heals. And so what I what, what when I would see a lot of natural health practitioners, though, that's what they did. And so they said, mm -hmm. oh, you've got gut issues. OK, do this. They didn't look at the stress and how it was slowing down my actual digestive system and my bowel motility. So they just gave me this. And so the they, but they were all very helpful. And so just like you were saying, I learned a lot along the way. I mean, it's not like I didn't learn anything from 19 years old to 27. I actually got right. well for periods of time and then I relapsed. And the reason I relapsed is because I didn't know how I got well. And so I didn't know why I got sick again. And so what Dr. Pete, my mentor did was she said, this, these are essentially the three main things that you need to work on. We're going to work on those at a foundational based level while working on the certain mindset as well. And then after six months, it wasn't overnight, but within six months, I was completely better. Now, having said this, a little caveat, I was at 27 while well, I was better at 28, even better at 29, even better at 30. I'm in my mid-40s mm -hmm. now. I'm better now. And so we can get better every year, but we just don't even know what the next level is until we actually get there. So I feel better now than as a teenager, even though I'm in my mid-40s, because I've learned how to fully optimize the different areas of my body and mind. Yeah, I, I love all that. There's a lot of good information there. And maybe the two things I guess I want to point out more than anything is you kept saying past tense had. I had this. I had that. I had that. That is what I'm talking about with the hope, because these are things that are supposed to be irreversible for the most part. Uh, and yet you are living proof that these things can be reversed and people can achieve optimal health after being very ill. And then the, the other thing that I thought was really interesting there is I, I love what you said about the journey and the learning as you went, because we do tend to, I think people that end up with chronic illness to a large degree do strike out a lot or feel like they're striking out a lot. You know, they go to the, 
the, the regular MD, they go to the endocrinologist or the specialist, they end up with the naturopath or the chiropractor that, that specializes in functional medicine or whatever it is. Maybe they go to the health food store guy uh, like, like myself and they, they get pieces of the puzzle as they go. And one of the things that I encourage people to do along the way is take those pieces of the puzzle and recognize that you are learning. You are, even though it may be doesn't always feel like you're making progress. You are getting more educated. You are getting closer to the goal. And essentially, you know, don't give up. I think there's real value in that. Now, you wrote a book uh, called The Rain Barrel Effect. Uh, can you explain what that means? Yeah. So the rain barrel effect is ultimately what I understood to be the way that we get sick and the way that we heal. And so when I say sick, I mean becoming unwell in any facet of a human being. So body, mind, spirit, whatever it might be. And it's also when we say someone's gained a hundred pounds, well, that's not the, it, there, there are different weights for different people. There's no doubt about that. There's some people like in Ayurvedic medicine, the doshas, there's Vata body type, there's endomorph body type, like all these different types of things, which is great. But there's a healthy version of you. And so when you're not at the healthiest version of you and body, mind, et cetera, then you become unwell. You become imbalanced. And the way that this happens over time, so in the rain barrel effect, I spend the first half of the book talking about the top 10 reasons people become unwell. And the last half of the book, is how to get well again. But there's a lot that happens in between. And so the way that we become unwell, especially in this world, and like, why would I get well at 17 versus just like you said earlier, I had these things, but I still have the same genetics. So if my parents, if all four of my grandparents had rheumatoid arthritis and both my parents had rheumatoid arthritis, well, is it guaranteed that I have rheumatoid arthritis? Maybe. I have those genetics. There's no doubt about it. Why did they get it in their late 40s, early 50s? And I got mine at 17, if we have a lot of the same genes. Well, okay, you can come up with all the different reasons you want, and I can give you the reasons I had mine. But then why don't I have it anymore? So I had room, I didn't have rheumatoid arthritis at 16 and a half, but then at 17 I did. And then I had it again until like 21, and then I didn't anymore. And then I got it again at 25, and then I didn't anymore. We just start to we just start to really question what we believe conventional medicine shares with us. And so the rain barrel effect is how we get sick, which is a filling up of our capacity for keeping our body balanced. Our body is in a constant state of what's called dynamic equilibrium. It's in constant flux. Every time we breathe, it creates oxidative stress in the body. Okay, well, we can balance that with antioxidants, et cetera. Every time we eat, we have to turn on digestive uh, juices such as you know, bile and HCL or hydrochloride and all the different things within our body. So over time, and it happens faster and faster and younger and younger now because we're exposed to more toxins. So we have glyphosate in the environment. We have xenoestrogens, which cause more estrogen-based metabolites in the body, harder for us to displace it. Uh, we have fluoride in our tap water. Uh, again, you can look at all of these things. Those are the more simpler ones. But then we also have EMFs. Does EMFs affect everybody? No, but it affects a whole lot of people that have already overflowed that rain barrel. And so the rain barrel analogy goes back to many people, not so much anymore, but if you had a home, you'd have gutters and you would have a barrel that collects the water that runs off the house. Now you would do that on purpose because if the water just runs off the gutters, it typically destroys your yard, your grass, your patio, whatever it is. So this rain barrel fills up, but not many people ever check their rain barrel until it begins to overflow. And then it causes the same destruction that you were hoping to prevent.
So just as a, a final analogy, how did I get so many illnesses at such a young age? Well, if we were to go back in time, which my, MD, my medical doctors did not ask about, I was very stressed. I was a senior in high school. I was playing three sports. I was taking my SATs, trying to get into college, get a scholarship. I was working a job after school while playing sports as well. Um, I had been on three years straight of antibiotics. So I'd taken amoxicillin, over 3,000 capsules of amoxicillin because I was taking it twice a day. And I'd taken lots of azithromycin through childhood. So it destroyed my gut microbiome. Nobody was talking about that in the 90s, but I ended up with candida overgrowth. So massive, it grew up my esophagus. That's how much candida I had. I had wow. SIBO before they were talking about SIBO and I had H. pylori. Besides that, I had environmental allergies. I had, you know, I was a very temperamental kid. I was a perfectionist, all these things. And I, I had tons of food sensitivities that I was eating on a daily basis besides drinking Kool-Aid and Crystal Light and taking in Splenda and all these things back then. So ultimately over time, what happened? Well, over time, my body fills up that rain barrel. And then I go back to school. I'm playing sports. I'm working. I'm taking SATs. My body essentially collapses. And it's not just a one-week illness. I can't recover because my vital reserves were so great. I was now missing the magnesium, the zinc, the vitamin B6, a lot of these things I didn't know about to be able to help my body heal. So then I had to piece it together over the next essentially 10 years as to how to heal. But once you know, you cannot know, like we talk about an IHP and then you're able to then pass this on with others. Like once you figure this out, you're like, why is this not taught in schools? Why do my parents not know this? And so you can't help but want to share it like yourself for the last 16 years. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Of course, you and I just met uh, literally, what, 20 minutes ago, and I've been in this uh, natural wellness industry my whole life because my parents actually raised me in a health food store. So I was five years old when my parents opened up my shop, and I'm, I'm actually – to some degree, almost like an anomaly because people like yourself, and you said it almost seems cliche. I don't think it's a bad cliche, but you know, many of the people that ends up end up influencing in this way and writing the books and running people through programs and protocols figured it out on their own or had some mentor or set of mentors that helped them figure it out. Uh, my my education came from helping people that were much sicker than I was uh, coming in asking questions about all of these different types of things over the years. And it's an interesting thing because about it, as grow, growing up, I wanted to be a DJ. That's what I really wanted to be. I love music. I wanted to be on the radio. So I had I, I had made a little bit of a reputation for myself uh, in the area as a guy that people could come to to help with, you know, nutritional deficiencies and things like that at, at Vitality Nutrition. And uh, I had a personal trainer that had a radio show on the local uh, on local radio, the Utah Jazz Radio Network. And he said, you know, people call into my show all the time. They want to ask about supplements. I don't know anything about supplements. You come in and do that. And I said, oh, man, I got to be on the radio. That's great. So I, I ended up get, doing a guest spot. Six months later, I took over his show because he decided he didn't want it anymore. And that's how this thing was born. But mm -hmm. that's when I realized, and I have to imagine you're in the same boat here, that the best part of doing this, of, of gaining all of this information, is imparting then that knowledge to other people to help them along their journey towards better health. There's, there's no greater reward than somebody coming to you and saying, hey, you really helped me figure out this really complex thing that I'm dealing with. And, you know, that's why I do this. I'm sure it's why you guest on shows like this, do your own show and do all this stuff, because 
the joy of sharing this knowledge and this wisdom is amazing. And then the thing I love about it is I get to talk to guys like you who always end up teaching me more stuff that builds me up even more in the ability to, you know, to, to piece together these, these bits of information for the people that I'm trying to help out as well. A hundred percent. I mean, the, the thing is, so when I, before my, my kind of journey through all of this is when I became 18 years old, I was already that sick kid. And so I just said, you know what, I'm all I can control is basically my body. And I started to learn about nutrition and I started to learn about supplements and I started to learn about exercise. So I just started to go to the gym cause I got injured and my body was shut down. I couldn't play sports, but I could, I could sit in the machine and lift like that's the thing. And so, okay, great. So then right away, what did I do? I became a nutrition certified nutritionist and personal trainer. And that was my job, you know, for lack of a better term through undergrad. And I loved it so much so that I didn't go to undergrad for exercise physiology, but it was my second education for the next four years, graduated and became a personal trainer, nutritionist, and a certified strength and conditioning specialist. So I started to work with athletes and other people. Again, still want, trying to get myself well, but it went really well. And I opened ended up uh, consulting in four or five different states and still with my own clients. And then after that, um, I built up a studio. It was doing really well. We would probably see like 10,000 people or 10,000 appointments a year. It allowed me to then go back, get my doctor's degree in naturopathy after I met Dr. Pete. And then after that, we opened up um, an integrative health, basically the first functional medicine center in Boston. And it was amazing. Ayurvedic medicine, functional medicine, integrative medicine, you name it. And we were sold out within six months. So we were seeing 20,000 appointments a year. And the option was, okay, well, I can franchise. I can do more of these things. It's never been my intent. My intent's always been a teacher to, to want to teach. So instead of doing all those other things, I said, I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to write a, I'm going to write a book. And that's what I did. Like two things to be able to get the information out to anybody who wants it. Also essentially like moving the free line, like so that people wouldn't have to pay. So you can meet with anybody in the world, but if it doesn't include these things, this might be why you haven't figured it out quite yet. Because it's not just about diet, right? It's the whole de-stress protocol that I write about. It's diet, exercise, stress reduction, toxin removal, rest, emotional base, emotional balance, which is really important, scientifically backed supplements, and a success mindset. And so when people read that, like, oh, you know what? I've been doing really well on diet and exercise, but I haven't done any toxin removal. I haven't done any work on my sleep. I'm still only getting six hours of sleep, and I don't even know if I'm getting deep sleep and REM sleep. Right. So yeah, my goal started in 2016 was just to share the information for free. And that's that's been the goal to this day. And you know what? Amazing things happen when you do that because we 10 x our reach you know, over that time um, just by saying, we're not going to just help people in Boston, Massachusetts. We're going to try to help people all over the world. Yeah. Yeah, and it it it's a beautiful thing when you when you get to to that point where you really do have the option and the opportunity to educate, you know, far beyond your local reach. You know, I was on local radio for the first uh, 12 years. Now I'm 16 years in and it's been a podcast for the last four years. And I have far more listeners outside of the state of Utah than I do inside the state of Utah now. And it's just so fun to see that grow and see the uh, excitement that people have when we get to share this type of information. So obviously you and I could talk about this for the next week, probably nonstop. <laughs> I don't think that would be a problem, but I do want to put a little extra emphasis on the detox side of this whole rain barrel thing, because I, I love what you, how you describe that. I think it's, it's, 
uh, that one of the things that I used to, I can't remember who it was that originally told me that, or gave me this term, but uh, basically total body burden is what they talked about. You know, at a certain point, you've got so much stuff stacked up against you in form of toxins and deficiencies and, and all these types of things that your body just is going to break down. And then in your case and many others, it's, it's, I was just talking to a, a, functional medicine uh, uh, MD in Canada. I just interviewed him yesterday, Dr. Uh, yesterday, Dr. Gaetano Morello. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he, he specializes. He, he's in the hospital. He's the natural guy is what he calls himself uh, in that hospital uh, for complex diseases. So he works on the stuff that they really have a hard time figuring out and, uh, you know, takes the holistic approach. And he was talking about this uh, uh, sort of a similar process of how what he sees is as these people get sick with a thing, you know, whatever it is, let's just say RA, rheumatoid arthritis. Then he also finds that they also have this and this and this, and it just kind of stacks on top of each other because we're still looking back at kind of root cause, right? And root cause is can then sprout into so many different uh, potential illnesses that people deal with and symptoms that people deal with. So on the detoxification side, um, I got really interested in talking to you uh, when my assistant, Jessica, uh, completed your IHP course. I actually encouraged her to do it. She had been talking about, you know, different possible ways that she could you know, get into, uh, you know, health coaching and helping people with this stuff, uh, along with what we're doing at Vitality Nutrition. And she was very impressed by you. And she had used your detox uh, protocol, your 21 day detox protocol, uh, her and her husband and absolutely loved it. So uh, I said, Okay, let's take a look at it. I don't I know who Dr. Cabral is, but I don't know anything about this protocol. And then as she was telling me about it, and and she's an interesting uh, person to uh, give me this information because she's tried a lot of different things. She's very into this type of lifestyle and has tried, you know, a variety of different supplements, a variety of different detox protocols and things like that, and just absolutely loved yours. So when we talk about root cause from a toxicity standpoint, because you mentioned glyphosate, you mentioned fluoride, and of course there's a million other things. I focus heavily on endocrine disruptors and getting them out of our lives and detoxifying from them on this show. What is your basic approach, if we can start there, with detoxifying the body in a healthy way? Absolutely. And this is something that I learned on my internships, uh, basically upon graduating or to finish up my graduation, is that I was still very skeptical. So, you know, even though I was well, I, I was still of the mindset that there was one form of medicine out there that still eluded me that would enable me to help all people. And that was still the, the um, delusions of grandeur that I was going to be able to find that pill for every ill. <laughs> and I, you know, the, we'll put it this way. So I was in India studying Ayurvedic medicine in Sri Lanka as well, multiple clinics. I was in China, in Beijing at a TCM hospital, tr traditional Chinese medicine hospital. I was all over Europe. I was all over the US. And um, what I found was, you know what? Every form of medicine works, bioregulatory medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, et cetera, et cetera but they don't all work for all people all the time. And that's a problem. And so what I realized, and I realized it very quickly, is that every form of medicine works. You just need to know with what person should be matched up, what modality. And so that's really where I started to look at more of like Bruce Lee's approach, where there is no one best form, be formless, 
don't make this about you, make it about your patient or your wellness client mm. and know enough about all the different forms so that whatever is needed, you can be maybe the, the middle of the hub, but you have spokes coming out of that. So there's a lot that I do, but if it's chiropractic or acupuncture, okay, I did acupuncture, but I'm not the expert in acupuncture. I can refer out as part of the overall plan, but I'm the guiding, you know, I'm helping to guide this plan. Now I will say getting back to the um, the rain barrel effect and the, the detox part of it is that the biggest thing that was missing and still is missing in the United States today, although people are actually talking about it now and not, you know, making fun of it or laughing about it is detoxification. And that's because one of the main reasons we are sick in this country and any Western based civilization is that we filled up the rain barrel. Okay. So if your glass is completely full of water, is adding more water in the form of meditation or vitamins, meditation, is not the best example, but is adding more of more always a good thing? Usually not. You need to literally empty the cup in some way to be able to allow the body to breathe for a second and then take on more. So what I mean by that is that most things in the United States are an additive property or an additive, um, procession of procedures. So you, if you have some issue with your blood work, you're getting a statin for high cholesterol. You're getting a beta blocker or calcium channel blocker for high blood pressure. You're getting metformin or something for type two diabetes. You're always getting more, but they're not asking what caused it, what to take away. So when I went over to India for the very first time, I realized, oh, okay, it's a subtract, it's a subtractive property first remove so the body can then have less total body burden, as you just said, or total toxic load. And when you do that now, because you only have four main ways to detoxify, and it takes an enormous amount of reserves, methylated B vitamins, magnesium, selenium, sulfur beets, amino acids, we could go on and on, and I'm happy to get in detail, but basically you can sweat it out, you can urinate it out, you can poop it out for your stool, right? From your liver or your mm -hmm. kidneys is going to be the urine. Um, and you can huff a little bit out through your lungs, but that's it. And when those four main ways of detoxification are essentially congested or overloaded, your body then is just having to break down even more of what you put in it. So my philosophy changed at that point. And I realized that one of the ways that we can help a lot of people quickly is with what's called a functional medicine detox. And for those people that are really suffering, 21 days, not may change their life, 21 days will change their life. And I didn't used to be that bold, you know, or bullish on it when I started this in 2010 using functional medicine detoxes. But what I've seen over the past 13, 14 years, uh, you know, is nothing short of amazing. I mean, that's the way that it is. And I'm not trying to sell anything to anybody. I mean, you can work with any company in the world. You can do whatever you want. We just know that it works from hundreds of thousands of people going through this. And what it does is it just opens up those detox pathways. It allows you to return your body to a state of homeostasis. It gives your body the nutrients it needs. And then whatever specific protocol you do after that works that much better. Which makes perfect sense. And, and it is interesting. I, I love how bold you, you were right there where you said not, not may, but will. Uh, and I have to imagine that boldness comes from only one place, like you say, witnessing hundreds of thousands of people doing it. 
So we're actually working on, and for those listening to the to the program, uh, at the start of the new year or very close to that, we're working on a community uh, detox uh, protocol that we're going to offer for Vitality Radio listeners with this functional medicine detox that Dr. Cabral is talking about. And we'll have some more information on that for you uh, in future episodes. This one's, this one's going to air a couple of weeks before the end of the year. You'll hear me do several episodes between now and then where we'll talk more about this and get you more details. But this is something that I think is one of the big missing pieces for many people because what you said, and frankly, I haven't, I guess I haven't thought about it the way that you presented it, but it certainly makes sense in my mind. And that is that, that you know, that full barrel, if we have such a high toxic load, uh, then even, and, and we witness this all the time, I know you see this in your practice all the time, that even giving someone who is in that situation a good thing, so to speak, can create a reaction that is unpleasant. Uh, you know, something that they're deficient in, that they actually need, we know they need it, you know, maybe there's blood work or some other sort of test that would verify that, but until their body is able to receive it and has a little space for it, then it's not going to happen. I I that's it's brilliant the way you stated that I'd never thought of it that way but it makes all kinds of sense we get to this point people that are in the boat that you were in as a 17 18 19 year old and i see it so often where you're so hypersensitive to everything even good things because your body is just on red alert all over the place and so detoxifying is the way to go what about for people that are concerned about the you know the herxheimer effect uh people that start to detoxify and feel worse rather than better how do you uh how do you approach that yeah and i like to share with people for detoxification so even healthy people should be doing it once a quarter um they, in in ayurvedic times every form of medicine except conventional medicine every season had a slight change with the body there was a slight detox or, or that something that a ritual that you would go through with the seasons and why this is really important. Another analogy I like to be able to use is think about Think about all the good things you're doing for your body, like a sponge, right? And you run it out of water. It's just drips at first. Eventually that sponge becomes super saturated. Okay. Then just as you said, everything you put in is just running through the sponge. Like the sponge can't mm-hmm. absorb any more. At some point, you need to wring out the sponge. Now, innately, we are coming back to this. What's more popular than ever? Intermittent fasting, longer fasting, sauna, right? It's like these are all subtractive properties. People mm-hmm. feel amazing. And yes, it's because you're removing the things that you shouldn't have in your body at a faster degree when the body doesn't have more to do. So sweating is simply an outlet. Heat does a lot of detoxification, especially maybe if it's infrared. And I'm happy to go into some of these things. But you know, like you just said, this would take a week to kind of break down all of these <laughs> things. Um, but the big thing with Herxheimer reactions, because that's real, like that's a real thing. And so people are afraid to do a detox. Now, the functional medicine detox by Equalife that I'm talking about is two shake fasting days. So when you hear a shake, you think like slim fast and you think about some hypey, you know, program and I get it, but it's not that. <laughs> so what it is, it's simply, um, it's a small amount of amino acids. So you don't become um, too low in metabolism. Like a lot of people with thyroid based issues might be worried about that, but it contains all your methylated B vitamins uh, for those detox pathways against sulfur based amino acids, um, just a normal methylated good multivitamin, but with extra detox based 
nutrients such as sulforaphane that comes from broccoli. So like really simple, really easy things to do, but really all it is is water. Like that's what you're doing. So you get into a deeper state of what's called autophagy. And autophagy is where, remember, there's no doctor in the world. There's no integrative health practitioner in the world, although they're amazing, that heals you. They put you in a position to heal. Your right. body innately knows how to heal. I know what I need to do in order to help somebody heal, but I have no idea, and so does anybody else, what exactly is going on inside of your body at all moments as it begins the healing process. But I do know that if I take the thorn out of that foot and I give the body back all of the different things that it needs raw material wise, I know it knows how to heal itself. And that's where the real miracles can take place. That's how I got well. And so my job over that two and a half days or so from the shake fasting, four shakes a day, every three and a half hours. So your body is super saturated with nutrients and has lots of water, nothing else coming in. I know that the body knows how to begin to heal. And then I'm using a special dietary plan with a plant-based lunch, and I can get into why it's plant-based, and then another shake in the afternoon after breakfast, one, and then a paleo-style dinner. So if you want to keep it vegan, fine. If you want it to be fish or whatever it is, great. You can do that at dinner. So that's the seven days, and you repeat that each week if you have a real chronic-based health issue, et cetera. Now, the other, there are variations to it. Let's say you are someone that's really ill. Well, start with a day three through seven plan. Don't do the shake fasting days. Mm. Do the shake for breakfast. Nothing's in it, basically. All those nutrients that you need, some amino acids, plant-based lunch, shake in the afternoon, paleo-style dinner, 12 to 14-hour 14 uh, 14 overnight intermittent fast. That's how you can start. And you're not going to have that level of Herxheimer reactions. And that's okay. People, people say like, oh, well, I'm not really doing it. No, you are. You start with where you're at and what you have and what you're able to do. And then in another 12 weeks, you can do it again. And maybe you do one shake fasting day, or maybe you can't go the whole day, but you go until dinner. That's fine. Three shakes during the day, a shake with dinner and have a whole food dinner. So it's, again, it's not for me to tell you how to heal your body. I want to give you the plan. But as you said in the beginning of the show, innately to a degree, you need to listen to your body. Now I will say this though, be careful, listen to your body if it's not sending you the proper signals like mine wasn't for a long period of time. Mm. I didn't know what was up or down. I didn't know what was left or right. My body was a mess. So at some point you do have to do it, right? Like you do have to begin the healing process and it's not always pleasant. Little caveat though, you have to make sure though that you are, you're making the smart decisions. Don't do anything of course that would be unhealthy for you where you feel like you're too lightheaded, you're going to faint or anything like that. That would be like the major Herxheimer reaction. You just start to feel too weak. Of course, we're going to add that food back in. Yeah, I, I, I like that. And your description of that is, is really uh, very interesting to me. Uh, I wrote down a few notes here that I think are important, though, for that I'm pretty sure I'm going to get questions on here. So you said if someone is really struggling with their health, 21 days, but your kit uh, comes in a seven-day uh, protocol, you repeat it three times if you do the 21 yes. days. How does someone determine if they want to do seven days, 14 days, 21 days? So the first time you do a functional medicine detox, at least the one by Equal Life, you want to do 21 days, if possible. Now, okay. not everyone can commit to that, and I, I get it. And so it's your level of commitment. Maybe you're able to do 14 days. Maybe you're able to do just seven, and that's okay. But ideally, you do 21 days once a year, and then the quarters after that, you do a seven day. And the seven days to continue just to empty that rain barrel. Remember, even when we're healthy, you and I, I don't know about you, but 
when I take a walk in my neighborhood, I don't know who's, spay who's spraying pesticide on their grass, right? Um, if I go play golf with friends of mine, which I really do anymore, but uh, I'm guaranteeing there's pesticides all over that. If I go out to dinner and I decide to have a flex meal and just enjoy myself with my two daughters and my wife and I have pasta, well, there's glyphosate in that pasta. It's inflammation in the weed itself. There's the ice cubes have aluminum in them, but I'm not worrying about that on a day-to-day -day basis. And the reason is that will drive you crazy. It really will. And it will cause too much stress and stress is one of the causes of disease. And so what I do is I'd rather say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live well 90% of the time, 10%. Okay. It happens. And every 12 weeks though, I'm just going to do a functional medicine detox to begin to empty those rain barrels. Now on a weekly basis, I do my exercise. I try to eat well. I do my sauna. So there's other things you can do, but it is nice to say, okay, for one week, every 12, I'm dedicating that to my health, my body, my mind. I love that approach. And, and th that's the thing. I mean, I tell people all the time, two, two things that you hit on that I think are really important. We do live in a dirty world. It is what it is, right? And a lot of this stuff is airborne, even if we're cleaning our house in the cleanest way possible and we're not uh, you know, polluting our living environment uh, and we're uh, you know, intentional about our meals and things like that. A lot of this stuff, it's getting in whether we like it or not. Uh, you know, with all the craziness that happened over the last few years, you know, everything's disinfected a million times more than it used to be. And that means that stuff's getting sprayed in the air all over the place. You know, we're getting we're getting these things. And so we have to take care. I think it's critical to keep an eye on the micro microbiome on a regular basis. And it's critical to keep an eye on detoxification on a regular basis. Um, you mentioned... Uh, the plant-based aspect of this, lots of talk about plant-based versus even, you know, things like keto and carnivore and paleo and Mediterranean. So when you were developing the uh, Equal Life Protocol, you have plant-based and paleo in there as far as the meals once you get past the, the essentially the fasting period. Uh, why is that? So it, one thing is actually important that we point out that you don't need to radically change your life to do the seven day or 21 day detox. I mean, I think that's important. And sometimes I, I make it out to be something more monumental than it is. Meaning besides the days one and two, you're doing a specific shake for breakfast, um, which is a powder. And then you're doing with AYU capsules, just two of them and FM detox capsules. So it's a blend of Ayurvedic herbs and then functional medicine nutrients, such as um, N-acetylcysteine, glutathione, et cetera, that help with phase two detoxification that really gets those fat soluble toxins, turns them to water soluble toxins, and then it's easy to get them out of your body. So that's an important point like that. It's, it's not that difficult because days three through seven is a shake, it's a lunch that's plant-based, which we'll talk about, another shake in the afternoon, and then a, a paleo-style dinner. So it's like, you're always eating, you're going to feel satiated, no big deal. Um, the magic's happening in the background that we could talk about. So now, why a plant-based lunch? So the research is actually finally coming to fruition. Again, Ayurvedic medicine is 5,000 to 6,000 years old. They knew something back then. It's the origin of all forms of medicine. And mm -hmm. so when I looked at it, why, when I was over there doing parchacama with, with people in the clinics, was it plant-based? And it is their version of stimulating autophagy and AMPK. So when we think about uh, bodybuilding or body transformation or protein, that is stimulating mTOR. mTOR builds the body up. Think of it as the anabolic process. AMPK or autophagy is the catabolism 
or breakdown or recycling. If you have too much mTOR, you end up with a lot of chronic based disease. Also though, if you have too much breakdown, you also have wasting based diseases. So there's a balance. If you're looking at what one diet has a plethora of research that's undeniable, it's the Mediterranean diet. And it's an interesting thing because clean is, in my opinion, probably the most critical element in terms of, you know, how toxic is the food you're actually ingesting, whether it's meat or, or vegetables. And, uh, you know, we could talk about that for a long time, too, uh, and what the food supply in America is like versus what it is in other parts of the world. So there's a lot of, a lot of places to go there. But from a detoxification standpoint, it does seem to make sense to me that, um, you know, something in the kind of Mediterranean vein makes a lot of sense. And there is plenty of evidence, you know, that that, that, that works. So when we're talking about the 7, 14, 21 day detox, um, you know, that that's what you're suggesting. And, and that makes certainly makes sense to me. Can we talk a little bit more? We don't have much more time. So a couple of things I want to talk about. You talked about the magic kind of happening in the background. I like the way you worded that. So can we talk a little bit more about autophagy and also phase one and two of liver detoxification and how the functional medicine detox is, is um, stimulating those things? Absolutely. And just to, to follow up on that point too, the reason why it's plant-based is because you stay in a higher level of AMPK. You stay in a higher level of recycling when you don't have meat at lunch. That's why we do a vegan or plant-based lunch. Okay. Now at dinner though, okay. you can have meat or you can have fish. So that's that paleo style at dinner so that you don't drop too much muscle mass or you don't drop too much into deeper levels of let's just say AMPK. So we're finding that balance with people. But so when we're looking at like what is happening in the background, the, the goal of the body is homeostasis. So that just means balance. If your body can achieve balance on a daily basis, then it's able to take on new strikes and hits and different things against the body. Meaning like when I was sick, if I missed a night's sleep, let's say I ever did an overnight flight, I would, I would have a cold, I would, have, um, I would get sick that next week, like within three days. My body had no reserves there. Uh, another example would be every spring, I had debilitating allergies, meaning like my eyes would swell shut. So I couldn't deal with anything new because my body wasn't balanced. If your body is balanced, you can miss a night's sleep. You can, whatever it is, your body's able to handle that for a while. It just depends on how full that rain barrel is. Mm -hmm. So when we're looking at a detoxification-based process, the body removes, now we have to keep in mind, we haven't stated this, but you probably have on your show. When I wrote my book, The Rain Barrel Effect, there were 77,000 plus man-made chemicals in the environment stated by World Cancer Organization, uh, World Health Organization, the Environmental Working Group, et cetera. So they all basically agreed. Well, now they believe that it's well over 120,000, could be over 140,000 just over the next five years. Now, these are man-made chemicals not found in nature. So the body, yes, it's always the, the, the big hit on detoxification is like your body's always detoxifying. Yes, of course it is, or you wouldn't be alive, right? Like mm -hmm. that's the thing. So um, your liver, which is a massive organ underneath the right side of your rib cage, filters all of the blood in your body, one liter every minute. So basically every six minutes filtering all the blood in your body. And your kidneys are then getting a second filtration mm -hmm. as well. They get bogged down when the liver's not working. So if your kidneys are never, uh, if their kidneys are not actually working well, it's a sign to look at the liver, right? And if your liver's not working well, it's a sign to look at your digestive system. And so these things are all, or your lymphatic system, very, very important. So 
Well, without getting too technical, what happens is, especially on a weight loss-based program, someone's losing weight, the, the fat cells, the adipose tissue is about 300 times more toxic than your blood. And that's because the adipose tissue are just storehouses. They will literally store toxins, just like your brain. It's one of the reasons why people do get Alzheimer's and they build up more plaque and inflammation because heavy metals can easily move past the blood-brain barrier and get stored in the brain. So the thing is, when you're losing weight, you're liberating what's in the fat stores. And now it's in your blood. Now people often get a Herxheimer reaction when on a weight loss program because their liver can't keep up with the onslaught of what's been released in the blood. If we work with athletes and they were using anabolic steroids or doping agents five years ago and they do a weight cut today, they could still be um, dropping these chemicals into their blood from the fat cells that they had stored from the last five years because they haven't liberated all their fat. So now what your liver does though, it moves through a process called phase one and phase two detox. And I'll keep this you know, really quick, but the fat soluble toxins come into the blood, whether from your fat cells or you just get in it from the environment. Um, like I said, walking past pesticide sprayed on a lawn and you inhaling it or mold spores or whatever it might be. And so your body uses a lot of vitamins and minerals and certain amino acids like a glutamine to break these things down to an intermediary metabolite, which is a free radical. It causes damage and inflammation. But if we have enough amino acids, sulfur-based amino acids that come from broccoli and cauliflower and bok choy and kale and asparagus and all these different things, then our body uses those amino acids to make um, glutathione. And it can use N-acetylcysteine and taurine and a lot of other nutrients as well, sulforaphane that I spoke about before. And it breaks those intermediate metabolites down to what's called the water-soluble toxin. Now, that can move from your bile into your intestines. And when you have a bowel movement, all the toxins can come out that way. Or when you urinate, it can come out through the kidneys, through the bladder, through the urine as well. Or when you sweat in that sauna, it can come out through your skin as well. Not as powerful as the liver, uh, but still excellent as well. So that is essentially what a detox does is it helps ramp up what your liver already knows how to do. It just supercharges it. I mean, that's essentially what it does. Now you combine that with essentially two and a half days of intermittent fasting and that plant-based till dinner plan, plus focusing on self-care, uh, it's, it's remarkable. So what are we doing? We're putting the body in a position to heal, the most powerful position it can be put into, which is giving the body the nutrients it needs and helping to remove the toxicities faster because there are only two ways we get sick. And I know it's overly simplistic and it's complicated in the background, but we get sick from having too much of something in our body or too little of something. We call that toxicities or deficiencies. You fix that, you find that out, you can cure anything. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more with that last statement, especially I've been talking about that forever. The two things you always have to look at first is what does your body need that it doesn't have? What does it have that it doesn't need? And if we can fix those two things, the body is an incredibly wise machine and it is designed to heal itself if we take the roadblocks out of the way. I, I love it. I, again, could talk to you about this for a much, much longer time than what we have, but I want to respect your time and, and definitely uh, let you get on to whatever you've got next. Um, for everybody listening, we will be elaborating more on this on Vitality Radio over the next few weeks. We are going to sponsor a community detox uh, using this functional medicine detox. I will be taking part in it as well, Jessica and Jen and uh, anybody else that we can rope in that wants to optimize their health in the new year. That's what we're going to be talking about. Dr. Cabral, I want to let you have the last word. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with my listeners before I let you go? 
Well, I appreciate you being a part of the detox. I actually didn't know that. So that's fantastic. Last January, just as a note, we had over 50,000 people around the world doing it. Wow. So it's a, it's a global now community detox. And I love that you and your community are doing that too. I, I participated myself as well. Um, so I just did one just a couple months back and then my January one will start the new year. So I'm excited for that. Uh, again, my, my, I always like to lead with education. So just like you, I have a podcast It's called the Cabral concept and my book is the rain barrel effect. It's, it's best to start there, learn more about the intricacies of what we're talking about here today. And then if it's the right fit, take the next step and we'll always be there to be able to help. And I will say this, I've listened to uh, your podcast many times, uh, great information there. I highly recommend it. If you're into what you hear on Vitality Radio, I think you'll very much enjoy Dr. Cabral's show as well. Thank you so much for your time. And more than anything, thank you for sharing the wisdom that you've accumulated over the years uh, in a way that I think is a little more accessible maybe than uh, sometimes people hear it. I do want to touch on one more thing before I let you go that I think is really powerful and really important. All of this that we talk about on Vitality Radio, all of what you talk about on your podcast for people, especially if they're kind of dipping their toes into this for the first time, can feel overwhelming. It doesn't have to be. Uh, you can start small and you can work your way through from process to process as you get to feel better and better and better. If you believe that your body can heal itself, like obviously we both do, uh, then all you've got to do is get yourself a little bit more educated, take these steps, and you will achieve what you want to and get that optimal vitality that you're looking for. Dr. Cabral, thank you so much for joining me on Vitality Radio. I appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. And for everybody listening, if you have questions, call us 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. We'll be talking a lot about this detox in the Vitality Radio Facebook listeners community. So if you're on Facebook, join the community. The link will be below. We've got a link to Dr. Cabral's book and also his podcast in the show description as well. And again, keep listening and I'll keep giving you more information on what we're doing with the community detox coming next year. Thank you so much. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, Go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you.